The following is a darshan pastime of Lord Chaitanya Cuts His Hair, given by His Holiness Jaya Patakaswami Maharaj on April 30th, 1982 in Denver, Colorado, USA. Has some 
desires. Then the Lord knows how to satisfy the desires. At the same time, bring them back to be devoted to the service. Here, the potatoes were following the order of their father. And they were executing those orders very carefully. At the same time, they were able to satisfy the Supreme Court especially the fact that the potatoes had worked together in a type of mutual friendship. That was something that gave Krishna especially a uh, great pleasure. This is the basic principle that the Prabhupada has requested the devotees in his time to work together in a cooperative spirit. Just as we see that the potatoes have worked together for the purpose of performing the sacrifice, actually the Sankirtan movement of our Chaitanya is meant for many people working together. It's not possible to have a full kirtan without, you have to have a cartel player, and a general player, and you have a lead singer, and the followers, and so many different parts and parcels to that kirtan. So it's a cooperative effort. So everyone has experience, and someone doesn't sing in time, or class in time, and someone out of space. So it's a little bit of distraction. The point is it's not meant for concentrating, for cooperating, but this type of a team effort, so many individual souls working together on the same frequency, on the same <coughs> wavelength of uh, cooperation, is something very pleasing to Krishna. And so therefore one gets multiple benedictions. So the potatoes they're working together like that. In the time of Lord Chaitanya, although there were so many different uh, spiritual masters, so many different devotees, there was not any other consciousness than that it was one movement. There wasn't any divisional consciousness. And uh, in this way, everyone was simply trying their hardest to push on the Sankirtan movement of Chaitanya Mahatma. We see in the lives of our previous Acharyas, that uh, Duki Krishna Das was sent to <coughs> Vrindavana by his spiritual master, his maintaining guru, Sridhari Chaitanya Das, the disciple of And uh, he went to Vrindavana sent there to study under Jiva Goswami. The greatest scholar of that time was Jiva Goswami, Vaishnava scholar. So it wasn't unusual that uh, the other spiritual masters would send their disciples to get some additional training in terms of uh, time points and 
philosophical understanding of the Gaudiya Vaishnava philosophy, especially from such an eminent scholar as Jiva Goswami. Not that there was any deficiency, everyone was giving the same personal knowledge, but <coughs> Jiva Goswami was uh, very expert, so there was that type of cooperative spirit, no one had any fear or apprehension or something. Then, <coughs> Narakumda Sakur, he left his, uh, Narakum was actually born as a prince. He was uh, <coughs> born in the Rai family, great kings of Keturi Gra, Keturi village, Keturi kingdom, just by the side of the Padma or Lotus <coughs> River. And actually, uh, there's a history that my boy Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, when he was in Ramkiri with Rupert Sanatana on the way, suddenly he turned towards Kekuri, which is not very far from that, and he became ecstatic, and he started to uh, call out, Narakam, Narakam, Narakam. And no one knew what he was talking about, or because uh, it was just a mysterious thing, and then, Later on, Lord Chaitanya revealed there would be a great devotee born. So, uh, actually, when Narada was born, it was already too late to have the association of Lord Chaitanya. He was being <coughs> trained up there by Vaishnava, but his desire was always to join the movement of Lord Chaitanya, but he would never get the correct opportunity. So, finally, he had a dream that he should go to Vrindavan and he ran off by anything. It was just what he was waiting for. And then he went to Vrindavan, and there he did a tremendous uh, service to Lokanath. So, uh, <coughs> so, finally, Lokanath, you see, he had taken a vow, he wouldn't take any disciples, he didn't want to disrupt his devotional service with that burden, but due to seeing, due to several years of service at Narakam, even cleaning up the, the uh, place where he would go and pass his morning nature call, Cleaning it out, putting countdowns, and he didn't know who was doing it. He would never allow him to do such a service there. Finally, he hid one day and saw that it was Narakam who had been serving. He'd already told Narakam he wouldn't initiate him, he said, Well, I can serve him anyway. He was determined that he wanted to take initiation, so I'm looking at that. He couldn't take initiation, in any case, he wanted to serve him for the rest of his life, irregardless of whether he gave him a formal initiation or not. He had fully surrendered to Lokanath. When Lokanath saw this, in his tremendous service attitude, he realized that he was actually very sincere. Then he called out to him and said that he won. And he did. He had made a vow that this is something more sacred. I will give him an invitation. Now it comes out with that, he accepted an invitation, Lokanath. Lokanath was present with the six Goswami, but he forbade 
Krishna Raj Kavi writes to reveal anything about himself, he didn't want to have his name put in highlight at all. It was a very strict order to give to Krishna Raj Kavi writes, but in other religions you will find a lot about Lokanathi, people who didn't get that order. They didn't feel obligated to not glorify the devotees. So, Narasimhasaka, then there was Srinivasacharya, who was the son of uh, Krishna, of Chaitanya uh, Das and uh, Lakshmi Priya Devi. Actually, Chaitanya Das got his name when he would happen to be present. He wanted to see Lord Chaitanya. He went off to go to Navadha to see Lord Chaitanya from his house, and leave his house in Jajigam. And then, on his way, he was stopping to see Keshav Harati, who was an old respected uh, friend and great uh, saint. So he went to see him. But there at the time, it just so happened Lord Chaitanya was there to take sannyas, and he felt that this was the greatest thing. That I was going to see Lord Chaitanya, but he's come right here. What an amazing coincidence. So, what a great fortune for me. And just at that time, he was present when Lord Chaitanya was having the pastime where the devote where the, he was telling the uh, barber that he cut my hair, the barber fell at his feet of pastime. Lord Chaitanya pastime said, if you don't do it, I'll get someone else to do it. She says, do your duty. You're a barber? I'm just screaming. <laughs> <laughs> the barber was so, uh, to cut Lord Chaitanya's beautiful hair, it was something which was, he was crying the whole time. When he first put the scissors to the hair, there were literally thousands and thousands of people gathered around, and the whole town had come out, because it was down. And then when they saw that Lord Chaitanya was about to have his hair cut, everyone cried. And then when he, was, when he first cut, everyone started weeping and crying, No, no, no! No, not Lord Why the Lord would do any type of uh, austerity is the the Lord the story of the whole creation. Why should we have to do like an ordinary person this type of austerity? We say that yes, because we are humble servants, we are fallen souls trying to become purified. We don't want to identify ourselves with uh, pieces of uh, noodle stool on our head. Simply another extension of uh, bodily, uh, at least uh, <coughs> the Brahmacharis uh, are those who are Brahmaprasta, uh, other stages, they are requested to take up a very renounced uh, type of outlook in terms of bodily consciousness, seeing that their body is to be maintained very nicely for the service of Krishna, but not uh, just that we maintain the body for some. External viewpoints uh, in the Brahmacharya stage. So, in this way, they're going to see that there's no need for Lord Chaitanya to go to this type of reformatory activity, that he was a, not the ordinary person that had to go through sannyas. So, then when they saw this, it, it was just too much. The men and the women, they were crying and weeping, and it was a very great, uh, painful situation. Then, when Lord Chaitanya was about, 
to take initiation. He asked me to advise him. As he went into the bathroom again, he came back, put out his sannyasi robe, asked me to advise him, do you know the mantra that uh, uh, one is supposed to get in sannyas? And then he pulled him over and told the mantra and gave the advice to the initiated. I think they survived the real fancy disciple was Chaitanya. That same mantra gave the advice to the back to Mercy. Like taking the Ganges water and getting it back to the Ganges. Because they survived the new that Lord Chaitanya was in position. Why should he give an initiation? He was also feeling the same thing. And this way, actually, Lord Chaitanya was able to correct him. So, at that time, Ketra Bharati said, your name is Sri Krishna Chaitanya. When his name before was some Bharacharya, Krishna Dasa, Ganga Dasa Bharacharya, when he heard that in the whole pastime, he just came, when he heard that, he just became completely overwhelmed and complete trance. And all he could say was repeat that name. Sri Krishna Chaitanya, Sri Krishna Chaitanya, Sri Krishna. And he went back home, and all this was, was ringing through his head, and there's no meditation on this pastime. Sri Krishna Chaitanya. We were just sitting under a tree for about just days and days, just standing, Sri Krishna Chaitanya. So that's why he got the name Chaitanya Das. Everyone started calling him Chaitanya Das because he was completely Chaitanya conscious. So, he was uh, ordered by Lord Chaitanya, he and his wife went, they had, his wife had a desire that I should have a child with this consciousness, and he said, after all these years, you're in Maya. I think that you're in Maya. He said, don't misunderstand me. It's not like that. Actually, I have some very deep feeling that I have that the desire of fiction that we should have a child. No reason why I heard that before. <laughs> so then, uh, finally, he had to give her the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> you know, she's Krishna Kansas, and she's very So, the both of them, they went and decided to go and ask Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So that's a very long time. But in any case, where he says, Lord Chaitanya, he confirmed that I want you to have a child. And that child will be Chumla, will be a great devotee, will do many works for you. So they went back and then they very Krishna consciously had a child and uh, that child was Srinivas. Srinivas, of course, how he got to Vrindavan, that's another drama, another great epic of uh, determination and uh, tragedy and separation. But finally he was able to reach Vrindavan and uh, of course he wanted to see Chaitanya Mahaprabhu but that portion was not granted although he could not hire any others. When he went to Vrindavan in the search of Rupa Sanatana, they were lost. But he was ordered by Rupa Sanatana in dream as well as Viva Vasana, then she said he was going to So, in this way, different ways and different means the different acharyas they had reached this place they were contemporary. Dukkha Krishna Das became Shamananda Pandit because he became so uh, much in love with Sham Sundar, form of the Lord. And uh, wonderful worship for Lord Shamsunda that he became known as Shama Ananda. Shama Ananda. One who gets great pleasure from worshiping Sham. And, all right, the worship. And then, one who worships the Sri Then, 
They had gentlemen the pandit, he was pandit because he was very expert uh, in understanding Krishna conscious philosophy. Narakam Dasaka was given the name Thakur or Mahasoy because uh, of his great Vaishnava quality. These names have some significance. They weren't taken up. No one took on the name that I uh, you call me from today for, everyone will call me Thakur. Or from today for, you call me as Pandya uh, and so on and so forth. These were given by senior Vaishnavas, they're given by uh, devotees, uh, or by the assembly of devotees in recognition of some specific quality or some specific uh, activity that a person is doing. Now that comes Kapu. He's given the name Kapu in his own presence because of his uh, people used to call Kapu Mahasoy. Because of his uh, great uh, poetic ability for uh, expounding Krishna has his philosophy, always knew Krishna. He was, although a prince, Although he could have ruled over a kingdom, he was the crown heir, as he didn't rule, therefore his uncle took over, Santoshvai, I believe, his uncle. And his great history of Narakam. Similarly, Srinivas uh, was given Acharya because he was able to speak on the Bhagavatam so expertly that the senior Vaishnava said that he's Srinivas uh, Acharya. He's speaking perfectly on the Bhagavatam and he's speaking by example. Kamananda Pandit, because also he was expert in the past. Like that, they have these different titles were also given to them. So these three were really enjoying themselves in Vrindavan. Narakam was having darshans of Krishna, and this, they were visiting together sometimes, getting over down and circumambulating and taking visiting <coughs> at that time. The great Sadhanath uh, Das was farming, and it was a wonderful, uh, wonderful uh, association for them to be with all those senior Vaishnavas at the time. There was Lokanath, Bhugarva, Krishnadas, Kaviraj, Raghunath Das Goswami, Jiva Goswami, uh, Gopal Bhatta Goswami, and uh, Vijaya Haridas, and many, many senior associates of Lord Chaitanya and great devotees who are all, of course, in the separation of Lord Chaitanya. Somehow they were surviving in their worship and having a wonderful uh, uh, devotional service there in Vrindavan. So, at that time, the Govinda deity ordered. He suddenly spoke one day, in front of all of the Govinda, just after Archie gave that up. Sure that, because you can't say, when you can hear, they also do the same thing. The devotees are his sincere servants. If he has something to say, I can't remember him in any way. I can't even say it. So, at that time, the energy, just after everyone had offered their obeisances and quite unexpectedly, he suddenly says that, uh, and the, uh, I know, I can't remember if he said all the other names, that they will pay the book to the East. He gave an order like that. He gave a day, or at least he gave the order, and then that was it. So then after that, instructions, the Srinivas and Narakam, they had no recourse. Kamala Pandit also was enlisted. And, uh, 
that we have been entrusted by all the Gaudiya of Vaishnavas to take the first book distribution expedition out, taking the original manuscript of all the works of the Goswamis, at least many of the principal works, and the Chaitanya Charitamrita, and uh, to take all of those works to Navaji, where there are so many scholars who were transdominant who could transcribe those and copy them. <coughs> like pure Brahmins who were doing this type of activity were not in great abundance in other places, they were concentrated in Navadri. So, they, nearby there was a devotee king who gave some armed guards, and there was, because in those days it was a very difficult road with many bandits and many different kingdoms and small princely uh, kingdoms one had to go through. So it was a very dangerous route. They had to walk all the way, practically over about 1,200 kilometers to, uh, to Navadri. And that also, they would generally follow the, they didn't follow the Ganji path, I believe they called the main road. So, Grand Trunk Road. That's the best thing to say. <coughs> they went around and visited all, got the blessings of all the great vice scholars, and actually, this was such a momentous occasion that people, the great Acharyas like, uh, Rabbanat Dash, who never left Radha he also came, they all came to see off the devotees. They had a bullock cart with a big box, with a big wooden and brass box and a big lock, where all the books were in, and that was on top of the bullock cart and armed guards, few armed patrolmen, and then they, uh, all these devotees, Krishna Chaturaj, Kandyan Sneed, and Jacob, they also came, everyone came to pleasure. This is the most momentous occasion of taking the books, these books now, I mean, they spent their whole lives writing these books so that they would be uh, printed, so they would be copied, and they would be distributed. And so that the people would understand these, these great uh, philosophical uh, uh, mysteries about Lord Chaitanya, about the uh, philosophy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. This is such a momentous occasion for everyone. They all came out and uh, to give their special mandate and blessings to Narakam, Srinivas, Kamala Pandya, who were especially Srinivas, the head of the party, but the others were of course, all equal contemporary. So then they went, and up to that border of Vrindavan, all of the Vaishnavas accompanied the century time devotees, the most bookish devotees. It was such a taking the level, seeing the devotees off on their book distribution, and they all accompanied it. Was, uh, at that time, there was a very sacred song that was sung by uh, Narasan. Of course, Narasan himself felt that I'm not a distributor of Jewish Srinivas, I'm just helping. So he sang a song which all the Ajayas present appreciate very much, that Lord Chaitanya has empowered, that Lord Chaitanya is the ocean of mercy, and that he has various energies which he engages in manifesting his desire. Some of these energies are engaged in writing transcendental literature like Ruben, Sanat, and others. And some of these 
Maharaji by word in the spirit these national And both of these energies of the Lord are on the same transcendental platform. Those who are writing and those who are distributing. Uh, that was appreciated by all of the devotees. And then they reach the edge of the mountain and could go no further to bear this up to the Torah. A few of the devotees, like Jiva Goswami and a few of the younger devotees, they came to accompany up to uh, Mathura, where they were received by so many uh, dignitaries and so many other great devotees there. And there they said a couple of days and did some preaching, and then they went on and proceeded towards Nama's week. Very arduous journey, many, many weeks of uh, <laughs> walking. So, somehow or another, they finally, they, they crossed over the place of, uh, of the, what's known today as Bihar, came into the luscious green of Bengal, and, uh, they're very happy to be back in, in Bengal for, because it meant that they were getting very close to Navadri, very close to the fulfillment of their mission where they could get the books printed, and then from there where they could actually distribute them. The plan was that, uh, Samuel Nathana would take the literature to Orissa, that Narasam uh, would go to Eastern Bengal, to Kateri and Sumer, and that uh, basically Srinivas uh, would be teaching around the central area. This is some basic plan that they had developed, but it was not so much, you know, basic idea. So, we are going, and uh, in the meantime, there was this king called uh, Dhirambir, Dhirambir Bikram, and uh, he was having an expert uh, astrologer who used to be able to see who was coming down the road by astrological calculation, and then he didn't have a very rich kingdom, he was a sub-king under the Hussein Shah dynasty. <coughs> It was in the jungles, more or less, of uh, Mona Vishnupur of Bankura. Of course, it was quite a big kingdom, but there were so many people going by, he felt that he should augment his treasury. So he had a band of uh, secret servicemen, <laughs> intelligence agency, and uh, they were, you know, like the Green Berets or something. They would go out there at night time as the midnight raiders. And uh, according to the astrological calculation, they would raid travelers going by and uh, as uh, thieves, but they'd actually come and give all the booze to him and he would pay them, reward them accordingly. Normally this is not what a king should do, but he was a little bit greedy. At the same time, although he was having this little bit of greedy desire, he was a little bit attached to hearing the Bhagavatam. Sometimes Thomas would preach to him and uh, they would read the Bhagavatam and he would like to listen to the Quranic stories in the Bhagavatam. Of course, it was never properly explained to him, but it was his habit to listen to the Bhagavatam in any way. So, 
What happened was this uh, astrologer told him that these that but there's a very the most valuable treasure. There's a this party of men and there's a box, this box contains the greatest more priceless uh, jewels. Priceless treasures. And uh they're not very well protected. So then the king became very excited that this is <laughs> go out and get this, you know, don't, uh, you know, spill any blood during the night, just, you know, take the, uh, take the treasure and bring it back. And, uh, I'll reward you for that. They went there, uh, yeah, you know, there were a few patrols and closing off and kicking the, uh, the were taking rest and just, to, you know, in the middle of the night, they stole the box and books. Took it back to the king. The king saw the big box, you know, with the big brass and the whole thing. He rewarded all the men. He very good. Oh, I had no problem with them, you know. Gave him the money, put it in the back room, and he went, he was really getting, open it, don't wait for us, come! How do you wait? Just giving them a few tips for the midnight raiders. A couple hundred gold coins. So, opened up the box. What? What? And <laughs> <laughs> he looked, what kind of books are these? And he looked and he called to one of the pandas there. And the pandas was looking and he said, oh. All they did something about was just, you know, Jaya, Jaya, Sita, Chandra, Jaya, 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 Puzzling, very difficult thing to understand. The king was the knowledge. That's a good box of us. No, I'm finished! No, I'm I knew fighting would catch up to me. I've been stealing and stealing from all these materialists. They're a bunch of harmless enemies. They're simply when they use the money to send charity. Use something else. But now I've stolen from some places. There are religious books. That means in the operata. Can I just somehow let it get out? But how do I get out of this affair? Vaishnava, the previous Acharya, everyone, 
evoca no where the
to take the books there and get them copied. He told us, listen, I'll copy them here. You don't have to, I'll bring them down here. He says, you just please stay here where I'll die now if you go. We became very attached to him. So it worked out. Someone of the books that got copied. The messages were sent off to Narasim. In this way, the books were copied and then they were multiplied and they were sent off. And the devotees took the books and they preached everywhere they went. They lectured from these books. And people were like, what are these books? What are these transcendental messages that are coming? And then in this way, the movement of Lord Chaitanya became firmly established by the knowledge based upon the book, which the Prophet has always told us the books of the basis. So you can see that how there was a complete cooperative effort in the movement of Lord Chaitanya. And because of that, the preaching in different parts was going on simultaneously. There wasn't any kind of feeling of any uh, separation. By Prabhupada's mercy, this has been established also in the International Society for Krishna Consciousness. That uh, this mood of cooperative, friendly spirits of uh, pushing on the movement of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu without uh, any kind of uh, <coughs> materialistic uh, envy which is there in the material world. And that is a great uh, glory. So as long as we continue in this type of mood, as is exemplified by our previous acharyas, for preaching the movement of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, distributing the literatures of our previous Acharyas and Prabhupada's books, this will guarantee the special mercy of Radha special mercy of the uh, previous Acharyas, and uh, there's nothing uh, more that we could desire, nothing more that we could achieve.